again, everyone, and welcome to The Green Room. The Green Room is a twice-monthly podcast brought to you by the Newtown Players in beautiful Southern Maryland in Lexington Park. Um, We are a community theater organization um, with members from ages probably 5 to 60, 75 probably. So um, all ages, all spans, all levels of talent. Um, If you want a community theater group to join, we are the ones, okay? Plus, we do this really cool podcast. Um, I'm super excited today to bring you a show that I've been wanting to do for a while. Um, and we have with us six guests um, that have all done time. That sounds like a prison sentence. Have all uh, had experience with the Newtown Players and other local community theater and professional theater. Um, they're all young adults. Um, and they are all going um, to college for the performing arts, and they're amazing. This is the next generation of talent, um, and I wanted to bring their perspective on the world and get you to meet them, so I'm going to shut up and let them talk for themselves. Um, Lauren, why don't you kick things off? Uh, hi, I'm Lauren Girello. I am a recent graduate from Montclair State University up in northern New Jersey, I got my BFA in musical theater. Um, my first musical I ever did was at Leonardtown Middle School, was Once Upon a Mattress. I was Princess Winifred the Wobegon, and it's what gave me the bug to pursue this professionally. Um, my second musical I ever did was Annie at the Newtown Players. I was an orphan. Now I'm a full-grown woman, so here we are. I'm getting old. And yeah, I've worked professionally at regional theaters out in Indiana, was supposed to work at one in New York this past summer. Obviously, Miss COVID-19 came onto the scene and um, changed my plans. But um, yeah, so I am a New York-based actor currently at my parents' house in Southern Maryland. Uh, after school, I signed with a talent agency in New York that covers the legit talent um, or legit part of the industry, which is TV, film, and theater. And we're just hunkering down, waiting for the industry to open back up. All right. Awesome. Um, so I have experience with Lauren. Um, I've never directed Lauren, but I've been a fan of Lauren's for a while. Um, and her high school, actually, um, she went to the same high school my kids went to, and she's shared a stage with um, both of my children, actually, with both Madeline and Brad. So um, welcome. Welcome. We're glad to have you. Uh, Brandon, why don't you introduce yourself and tell us about you? Sure. Uh, hi, everyone. I am Brandon Marr. Um, Currently, I am working as the theater teacher at Chapacon High School. Um, I have a bachelor's degree in theater performance and in theater design and production from Salisbury University over in Salisbury, Maryland, just across the bridge. Um, of course, industry shut everything down. Um, but I had so I had a um, I was planning on going into um, working with Royal Caribbean. I had a job working uh, to build their shows on board their ships. Um, that industry as well shut down. Um, but being a high school theater teacher is what I always wanted to do and is where I saw myself. Um, I just didn't think there would be an opening that would happen so soon. Um, but I've been very blessed to have that you know, come my way and that's what I'm doing now. So still in St. Mary's, still living down here, um, working at the high school that I went to and performed with. Um, pretty, 
pretty cool. What was your first first theater experience? What told you I love theater? I want to do this besides your dad. Because well, we I know what a ham he is. I actually got him into it. <laughs> no, I know you did. <laughs> um, so I my first uh, real show that I was in was in fourth grade. It was a production of Disney's The Aristocats Jr. Um, so I had a great role in the ensemble with that show. Um, starting in fourth grade, did the shows uh, at school every year from then, uh, was part of Once Upon a Mattress with Lauren when I was in eighth grade. Um, and then I had my first experience with Newtown when I was in my freshman year at high school. Um, it was a play called A Christmas Story, um, which unfortunately I was in with Brad. Um, but <laughs> um, yeah, throwing you under the bus early, we'll get there. Um, so that was my first experience with Newtown. Uh, my first real play that I was in, everything I had done before that was musicals. Um, so great introduction to Newtown, great introduction to a straight play. Um, and I've sort of hung out with Newtown and just theater every day since then. So I have had the opportunity to direct you. You played my Prince Harry in Once Upon a Mattress. So that was your second second go around with uh, that, that particular show. Um, okay, we're going to go. So I've, there, I've got two graduates. I've got three current college students. And then we've got the baby of the group. So we're going to go to our current college students now. Um, Azaria, why don't you introduce yourself and tell us first theater experience, the show that kind of caught you, um, where you are now and what you're studying. Okay, so I am a sophomore at the Shenandoah University Conservatory in Winchester, Virginia. I am studying, um, I'm getting my BFA in theater design and production, and I have an emphasis in costume design. Um, my first show was at Spring Ridge Middle School. I was in Hairspray. I started out as an actor, and as all tech people do, we start out as actors, and then we go on, and we're like, tech, this is a thing that we like. <laughs> So I started as an actor. Um, I did that show. I did not really fall in love with theater until I got to high school a little bit later. And by my junior year, I was like, okay, costumes is a thing. And I, I really like it. Um, I think my first show at Newtown, I came at the end of Once Upon a Mattress. And then I was like in Young Frankenstein doing costumes with Lauren's mother, actually, that lovely woman. Um, she taught me a lot. It was, it was incredible. So I didn't really do much in Newtown, but you know, I had my little toes in the water. Um, I, I mean, COVID hasn't really, it's affected me a lot, but I've still been in school and Shenandoah is actually back, uh, in person. Our school's small. So, um, yeah. Now you say you didn't have a lot. Um, I was in young Frankenstein. You had to dress me. So you and <laughs> Cruella were doing the Lord's work during that show. Let me tell you. It was fun. It was very fun. It was a fun show. Well, you've also done some summer stock stuff. Um, so through St. Mary's County Parks and Rec as an actor, mind you. So you could tell us a little bit about that. Yes. So I started out with summer stock uh, and the little mermaid. I was a mer sister. <laughs> Um, oh my gosh, I can't remember the order. I think after that was Oklahoma and I was, I don't know, some dancer number two or one, three, or I don't know, but it was, you know, it was pretty fun. Um, and then I did, geez, I can't remember the order. I think Mary Poppins was next, Mary Poppins and then Newsies. I mean, I only ever acted for Summerstock and that's the only thing I ever really did until I, I got to college. 
I mean, I did costume design, but it was like a side, a side sort of thing that I was like, we don't think about this that much until you do. <laughs> until you're naked, you know, yeah. cause you don't have a costume that fits. That's never yeah. a good thing. All right. So um, full disclosure, um, the, this next guy I know pretty well, um, Bradley is my son who I don't think I've ever officially directed, although I've told him what to do his entire life. Not that he listens. Um, no, son, I love you. Uh, introduce yourself. And and you've got a pretty lengthy theater history, ha- ha- really on your own. Um, so let's hear it. Well, hello. Um, I'm Bradley Oosterink. Um, yes, as um, Stacy's son. Um, I am currently a junior at Ryder University, um, getting my BFA in musical theater. Um, obviously, um, right now we're uh, in a little bit of a, they're trying to like hybridize classes a little bit and stuff, but it, you know, it's not working. Um, but I think that next year, they are planning to be back in person. So I'm excited about that, optimistic and um, looking forward to it. Um, My first show at Newtown was actually when I was four, five years old, something like You were like, like you were really young. You were really young. Yeah. It's a show called The Point. Yeah, it was called The Point. I don't super remember anything about it, but... um, it's okay. It was my first theater experience in general. So, um, and then I think the next show at Newtown was a Christmas story in 2011, um, or 2012. I'm not, I don't remember which one, but, um, that was kind of a little bit more of a memorable experience for me. And I was again, unfortunately, in that with Brandon as well. So, um, I don't know. It, it was, it was, it was such a fun show. And I honestly do think that it kicked a lot of things off, like in my head, um, and sparked a little bit of a passion for acting at the least. Um, but I kind of got into the musical side of it more towards like the end of middle school. And then I was in, um, musicals at Leonardtown high school, um, with Lauren and, um, we did, we did, me and Lauren did Sweeney Todd and Legally Blonde together. Yeah. So, um, I thought it was like high school, high school was, I obviously changed a lot of minds. I, I started out wanting to do one thing. I was playing soccer and, um, you know, I played hockey, but, um, I kind of like dropped more into the, the theater and music space um my junior year I would say um like I was doing it all four years but I kind of like quit everything else and started doing theater my junior year so basically what mattered um and then my senior year of high school I uh applied to Florida State University for music therapy um and I was there for a year and then I transferred here to Ryder um in was it 20, 2019? Um, and so I've been here since this is my second year here and I will graduate next year. So that's very exciting. Awesome. 
Okay, and then we have what I like to call six degrees of Colin Marr because Colin Marr has been on stage with every other member of this podcast, including me. Um, so Colin, you are apparently the thread that holds us all together. So go ahead and introduce yourself and tell us where you are, what you're studying and how you caught the theater bug. Well, hello, my name is Colin Marr. Um, I am currently at the University of Maryland, Baltimore County, earning my BFA in acting. Um, I started off, my first show was in fourth grade in 101 Dalmatians Kids Junior, whatever it's called. I think it's like the kids version, not even the junior version. Um, and then I was, I did that through middle school. My first show in middle school was Once Upon a Mattress Junior with Lauren and Brandon both. Um, which then I got to do that show again many years later at Newtown. Um, what else did I do? And then I did, um, I've done, I, did some things at Sodderly, um, like their ghost walk tours and their Christmas tours. And they used to do those as well. Um, my first, my first show at Newtown was the little shop of horrors directed by yours truly, Stacy. Um, most recently at Newtown, I was in Romeo and Juliet where I played Romeo and then opposite of Brianna. And then I was then in Julius Caesar with Brandon. Um, I also was then in Summerstock with Newsies, most recently in the county with Brad and Azaria and Brandon as well. Um, yeah, I've I've done a lot. I've also, I mean, not I'm not bragging. It's just I I feel like I'm trying to go through the list in my head. Well, Colin, like I said, you're this kind of the string that holds everybody together. I was thinking my way through that. Like, I was like, okay, so Lauren has acted with Brad and, oh, wait, he, she acted with, I knew she acted with Colin. Then I was like, wait a minute, Colin has acted with everybody. <laughs> so it's all you, buddy. So what was the show that did it for you? What was the show that said, oh yeah, I, I totally want to be an actor. Oh, I don't know if there's an exact show. I, I mean, I feel like in middle school is when I decided that it's what I wanted to do for the rest of my life. Um, and then when I got to high school and I was in the inaugural class of the Academy of Visual Performing Arts that they started there, um, that that kind of helped pave my way more of what I wanted to do. And so that's that's what I've been doing. And I've also I mean, just the more experience I had, the more I fell in love with it. And so when my opportunity of when I was able to do something on television and also then do another commercial, like um, those also helped kind of pave my way of what I want to do. And so that's, I've just been in love with it forever. Awesome. All right. And last but not least, um, this young lady who I directed unofficially, um, Brianna is um, the only one of our, our group who's not yet in college, although we know she's going to college. Um, so Brianna, why don't you introduce yourself and um, give us your history and um, do you know where you're going yet? <laughs> um, hello, hello, I am Brianna, um, baby of the group. I do not know where I'm going yet. I'm currently a senior at Chopticon High School undergoing the college dec decision process. So fun, you know. Um, I'm waiting to hear back from a few more programs to see whether I've been accepted or not, and then I will be making my decision. 
But my history, I um, started out doing theater in middle school with the seventh grade musical Annie. I was cast as Grace Farrell. And as Lauren said, the bug bit me and I just fell in love. Um, I've done every like school production since every single school production. Um, and then I had a very short but sweet time with Newtown. I did, as Colin said, um, Romeo and Juliet, character Juliet. And it was a ton of fun. Um, and yeah, I'm just trying to get through this crazy time and um, continue working in this, you know, art form because it's just so wonderful. Awesome. So um, you all have mentioned, you know, the co well, we'll get to discussing about the pandemic and how it's changed. I mean, it's changed everybody's world. Um, but we'll, we, we will get to that. Um, the question that I think I want to pose to each of you is, um, where do you see yourself in five years? In five years, what do you want to be doing? Okay. So, I mean, it can be specific. It can be a, well, in five years, I'll be this old and I want to do this part. Or it could be, look, dude, I just want to be making a living. Um, or it could be, you know, I'll be a barista at Starbucks, whatever. So Lauren, where do you see yourself in five years? Oh gosh, the hard hitting questions. I mean, I'm just going to be ambitious and say it, but Broadway, I mean, that's what I've been working for, for almost 10 years now. I mean, from the moment I did my first musical at Larentown and really started diving deep into musical theater and the canon and all the scores and, you know, listening to cast albums and all of those things, it just, it just changed my world. And that was where my focus went. So I was like, I want to be there. So I'm like, how do I get there? So I kept doing musicals. Um, so I moved from Once Upon a Mattress, like I said, to Annie. Then I went to Leonardtown High School and did uh, my first play there. And it was, um, we went to festival with that play. And a recruiter for UMBC, like put my name on a sticky note on this big paper on the auditorium being like, I want to talk to you. I'm a freshman. So I go to him and he has this conversation with me. And we're talking about it and he's like, oh, how old are you? And I'm like, I'm a freshman. He's like, oh, so this is something you need to think about like down the line. But, you know, we started talking and he's like, yeah, you can major in acting or you can major in musical theater. They didn't have a musical theater program, but it was what caught my interest of, oh, I can major in this thing. So it is what propelled me to pursue that, got my BFA, pandemic hit. So the dream is on pause right now while the industry is on pause. But I mean, that's what I've been working for for almost a decade now. So not stopping just because of a pandemic. Okay, so now I'll hit your, okay. So Broadway, dream role. Oh man. <laughs> it's too bad this is audio only because if you could have seen the eye and head roll, I just got like, thanks a bunch, Stacey. Wow. <laughs> I mean, it's interesting because, you know, sometimes it's, I, you know, there's dream roles that I want to play. Like I want to do every single leading lady Rogers and Hammerstein role. I mean, they, no one writes music like that. No one writes a book like that. And I think it's just so, it, it's just truly stunning pieces of theater. And I just want to have Kelly O'Hara's career. Um, but I also understand that there's a commercial side to Broadway and that there are certain shows that um, I will be right for that are, you know, pop rock. Um, I mean, Put me in the bubble. I would love to be Galinda and Wicked because who would not want an entrance in a metal bubble with bubbles blowing? It's, you know, stunning. So 
I, you know, I will see also what new work is gonna be created in this time. I think that's also really exciting. Um, I think that there will be a renaissance of new work um, coming out of this. So we'll see where everything falls into place, but yeah. All right. So Brandon, you are currently a teacher. You're Brianna's teacher. How crazy is that? Um, so five years from now, where do you see yourself? What do you see your classes doing? Uh, see, Ooh. so so five years from now, I've, I of course still see myself at um, the job I have now, teaching theater at ChopterCon. Um, there's nothing else I would I really want to do other than that. I knew I wanted to be um, high school theater teacher for um, many many years now. Um, I knew so. I knew starting out that I was definitely going to do something in theater. I was like, this is my place. This is like where I am. I know I'm doing something here. Um, and it wasn't until my, I think it was my 10th grade year. Um, I was, I was in high school a little bit where I was like, you know what? I, I want to be, I want to be the one that pa like that passes on my passion to everybody else kind of thing. Um, so I knew that's where I wanted to end up um, in a classroom, directing on the stage, working with them. Um, so went to school, you know, doing everything I needed to do to set myself up for that. My faculty at Salisbury did a great job of getting me um, acclimated with every single aspect of theater um, with a huge focus on um, directing and tech because that was gonna be what I needed to do. Um, so really great to have these opportunities that, you know, helped shape me to be where I wanted to be. Um, like I said, I didn't think I would be where I was so soon, um, <laughs> I thought I was. I thought I would have more uh, some uh, some time working in the real world kind of thing to see how the real professional world worked before ending up at my dream job. But been lucky to get there. Um, so still being there in five years, I will hopefully either be well into a um, grad school program for MFA directing is what I want to do. I'm definitely going to get an MFA in directing. It's just. I'll be doing it while I'm also teaching. So it might take a little bit of time. So might not have it completed in five years, but working towards that. <laughs> so you teachers are a special breed. I have one of those. And she knew from the beginning that she wanted to be a teacher. Um, and just like you, Brandon, she ended up teaching in the very program she graduated from as soon as she came out of high school. Uh, I mean, as soon as she came out of college. Um, in fact, you know, I don't know if you had the issue of, of, you know, you walk back into your alma mater after going to college and you have somebody go, what are you doing back here? And you go, I'm teaching here. They go, no, you don't. <laughs> right. Um, yeah. You know, I've got, and there are so many other teachers and staff members there who of course recognize me still and were there when I was a student there. So now having them as my colleagues is definitely a interesting experience in its own right. Do you still call them Mr. or Mrs.? Took a while. <laughs> <laughs> Took a while not to, but not anymore. I've, I've, I've finally gotten over that hill. Awesome. All right. Um, Azaria, five-year plan. Five years from now, if you're costume designing, I'm assuming. Um, no, t seriously, tell me where you are five years from now and throw in there a dream show that you'd like to costume. That'd be fun. So uh, five years from now, I will have graduated. Um I my biggest goal is I hope to be in a position where I can like reject a job where if I if, I, if I'm not feeling it I can be like I'm not designing for that 
I don't, I don't want to, like, I don't have to just like, you know, take anything that like comes my way. But I guess in five years, I will only be out of college for three, three years, two years. I'll still be a baby. I'll still be, you know, pretty fresh. So I'm not sure, but th that's honestly my biggest goal. Um, I would kind of, I'm, I'm interested in dabbling into maybe designing for film. Um, something like that would be cool. And then hopefully by that point, I'll be thinking about whether I want to like go to grad school, not because honestly, there's so many things that like I've, you know, tried in college so far that my professors are like, we don't have time to finish this. If you want to finish this, you'll have to go to grad school. And I'm like, but why can't I know everything now? And it's just like, you can't, you don't have the time in your undergrad, which is so frustrating, but it's exciting to know that there's more in the world, but it's just like, you know, so maybe I'll be thinking about that. Um, dream show to design, geez. Honestly, I've been spending so much time like absorbing new things that either one, I would like to work on a new work that like goes somewhere um, just so I can, I don't know, really stretch my own creativity. Or maybe I really like Pippin and I think you can do anything with Pippin. It is so absurd. I, I think I also just love Patina Miller. And so I love the, you know, the original version, but then when she did it, I was like, this is everything that I've wanted in my life. Give me more, but yeah. <laughs> awesome. Okay, um, Brad, over to you, five-year plan. Um, it, I love you, but it will not be living with your parents. Um, so five years from now, where are you? What do you want to be doing? Um, five years from now, I just want to be working. Um, I, you know, it doesn't really matter. <laughs> um, I just kind of want to be doing something in the realm of the theater world. And, um, obviously I, I'll have been out of college for a few, few years, but, um, I think maybe like cruise ships and, and regional theater and, you know, all of this stuff. And then eventually maybe it'll get my name out there and we'll, uh, get a call up to the big leagues. <laughs> But um, it'll be hopefully successful. But if not, obviously, there's a lot of jobs out there in the world that I could do, you know. Um, uh, I'm just going to always just try to keep working towards it. So um, what was the other question? So let's say you're a working actor. Dream, yeah. Yeah. dream role. Um, I mean, you played a you played a pretty big dream role before you went into college. Yeah, yes. Okay. Okay. Jack Jack Kelly in Newsies was my dream role. I'd love to play it like professionally, but however, it was one of it. It it, it probably is my favorite show I have done. So, um, but yes, that was definitely one. But um, I I don't know if I have one particular dream role just because I don't I. I just like to have an open mind about everything. Like, I don't want to set a boundary. <laughs> um, and I am really into, like, exploring different paths that I haven't uh, explored before. Um, so just kind of wherever that lands me. But however, just in specific, 
I would like to eventually just before my my lifetime ends I'd like to just do the whole Jason Robert Brown um do all of it just all of the shows um just because I I love the music so much and I yeah it just it brings me joy to perform that and if last year uh I didn't mention this before but last year I was in a production of Parade um at a repertory theater locally um in New Jersey but um it got it, it, we were literally in rehearsals like at this time last year and then like maybe like two or three days from now they got canceled so um but um I really want to like revisit that show and um and a bunch of the other ones like uh Honeymoon in Vegas that's 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 a big one um but yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't have a specific. I just kind of want to keep my options open and hopefully find something that I love. I don't want to like have that predetermined. Good idea. Keep working, so that way you don't have to live with mom and dad. It's awesome. Good plan, son. Good plan. I'm trying. I'm actually trying to get out as soon as quickly as soon <laughs> now, as possible. Now. Don't worry. Okay, so I just want to go on record as saying. We are not kicking our son to the curb. We love him. He's welcome home anytime. <laughs> Colin, how about you? Five years from now, let's see, you're four years out of college. I mean, you're already a superstar for doing a Chick-fil-A commercial. I mean, that's a pretty big pinnacle right there. Um, seriously, no. Five years from now, what do, you, what do you do? Well, I mean, as long as I'm working... Uh, as after I graduate next year, my plan is to stay in the in the Baltimore to D.C. area and start working mostly in, in the DMV area because there is a lot of jobs. Um, so in five years, I hope to be equity and just be working as much as I can, hopefully doing like three, maybe four shows a year if I get lucky. Um you know, just, just doing whatever I can to build my professional resume, doing whatever comes my way. Um, I probably won't look into getting an agent until after those five years, just because that's money out of my paychecks that I'm going to need for a while. Um, yeah, that's, that's all I want to be doing is just, I'm probably going to stay in this area and, and work as much as I can. All right. And Brianna, so you're the baby. Five years from now, you'll be graduating from college. Mm -hmm. I'll be fresh, fresh out of college. Um, and honestly, I intend to place myself in New York City and audition wherever and everywhere I can. I currently um, teach music lessons. So I teach like piano, basic violin, voice kind of thing. So I intend to continue that throughout college and into um, after I graduate so that I can have, you know, that steady kind of source of income um, so that I can, you know, audition when I want and um, pursue this kind of career. Awesome. All right. So let's talk for a second. Brianna, we're going to go right back to you. We're going to talk about we've everybody's mentioned the pandemic. I mean, it's a thing. It's a big thing. Um, and you guys are all um, either in school or just out of school and really taking a double whammy on this. Um, I mean, yeah, the world stopped, but your world stopped doubly. You know, um, there are a lot of things that 
um, you missed out on, um, you know, and that you you have to kind of figure and pivot your way around. So um, let's talk about the pandemic. I mean, Brianna, what's that done for you? I mean, you you weren't in school, in-person school for almost a year, right? In high school. Um, and um, for those people who don't know, to go into a, um, a performance-based major in college, it's an audition process. And um, the musical theater auditions are, it's a, it's a journey. Um, <laughs> so, um, and yours was completely different. So let's, let's talk our way through that. So tell me, like, let's get real. What did COVID-19 do to you? I mean, it put the rest of us on pause. Like, yeah, I mean, look, your parents are probably like, yeah, well, we're working from home and we have groceries delivered by Instacart and we don't have to go to the family. Oh, we don't get to go to the family, you know, the holiday things. Um, and we don't get to go to movies, but it really has impacted you guys. So I'll let you start us off. And um, how's it, how's it changed your life? Um, so for the obvious, um, as you said, it really impacted how I uh, did my college auditions. The usual process is pre-screening. You submit pre-recorded videos for them to look at. And then um, from those pre-screens, they decide if they want to call you back for a live audition, um, which would be live at the campus or at a designated location. Uh, this year, pre-screening was the same. I passed those for some of my uh, really top choice colleges. And then um, rather than going to a desi designated location, we did Zoom callbacks. So three weekends um, in January, I had a, a sheet hung up on my wall. So it was a nice, pretty background. I had my computer set up with all of my accompaniment tracks and um, they were just full of me auditioning for these schools. And um, <clears throat> personally, that part was a bit of an advantage being in a pandemic because um, we didn't have to put out the extra cash to travel somewhere. And um, it was <laughs> it was much easier to sit at home, rehearse at home in a space I'm very comfortable with, I'm very confident in um, to give me that extra juice. But um, the pandemic also has, you know, kept me out of school for almost a year. Like you said, we've just recently gone back hybrid style. Um, I haven't done an actual like on stage production since the fall of what 2020 or 2019 I mean because all of my other ones have been canceled or they've been virtual um so doing not being able to do live theater has definitely been a toll because that's you know what gives us a lot of our life and a lot of our energy but um there was also the side of virtual productions that was really cool to experience, like a new way of theater that no one really did before. And it was, it is um, something I'm actually very thankful to experience because it just broadens everything I know and increases my skill level as a performer. So when you did auditions, um you know, you talk about musical theater, people being a triple threat, singing, acting, and dancing. So how'd you do dance calls? Did you have to do dance calls via Zoom? It depended on the college, actually. So 
some of them just said, we're cut and dance all together. Don't even worry about it. And then others said, um, yeah, here's a, here's a video, learn this dance and send us a recording by this date. I didn't have to do anything live. Um, but yeah, they, yeah, they, they made it work. So. Um, that's well, can I tell you something again? I realize this is audio only. I'm watching, we're doing it via Zoom so I can see reactions. Um, I saw the reaction on Lauren's face and Brad's face that went, dang girl, you are so lucky because I know both of them went through mega dance calls. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. That's like a small, small advantage of it being virtual. Yeah, take it, take it and run. <laughs> Take it and run. Um, so high school, you've gotten, I mean, so you missed uh, the, the spring's part of your junior year and then the fall and winter of your senior year. Um, it looks like you're going to be able to have things like prom. Are you going to have a spring musical? Or are you going to have an outdoor graduation? Or are we just waiting to see what's going on? Um, so prom... No, <laughs> we, the school is in talks of it, but it's like a 75% chance it's not going to happen. Sorry, you know, um, graduation, they are, it's still up in the air. They're trying to see what they can do. Um, Chopticon Theater is attempting to do um, Freaky Friday the Musical. Woo! So excited. Um, and we are, we currently are planning to do two weekends um, live of the show. Um, yeah, so we have we have something in the works to get back to live theater. That's awesome. Um, please make sure that you let us know because I'm dying. I'm dying to see people on stage. All right, so Lauren, my expressive friend. Uh, <laughs> That's me whose perfectly sculpted eyebrows reached her hairline when she heard that Brianna did not have to do a dance call. Um, due to, all right, so you're a working girl. I mean, you graduated and had your life lined up and had a job in the industry. So mm -hmm. it's March, COVID hits. You're still in school at this point, right? Still in school. Okay, so it's March. Tell us, COVID hits, and what happens? It's it's crazy to think a year ago because this week was my spring break, but I didn't get to go home yet because the Tuesday before Broadway shut down, that Thursday, my senior class had our showcase in New York City for agents, managers, casting people, which is a typical thing that most musical theater programs and acting programs will do. Um, for their seniors just so that they get exposure, get introduced to the industry and um, start making those connections. And so it's our senior showcase and we're all sitting around getting the news of other uh, programs canceling their senior showcases. And we're like, what? We're like, oh, so we're gonna showcase. And we were thinking we were hot shit and all that. And so I do my showcase on the Tuesday um, and that was the last time I saw a lot of my classmates because I couldn't hang out and celebrate with them because the next day I had my last two in-person auditions in the city for two projects that I was over the moon about because I had appointments for them, um, which as a non-equity actor to get appointments by the casting people to come in for these shows was a pretty big deal for me. Um, 
And so it just felt like everything in my life was starting to take off. I was right where I wanted to be, you know, that same Wednesday that I had those two, my last two in-person auditions. Um, I got all my responses back from my showcase and they were great. Um, so it felt like everything was really starting to take place. That Thursday comes, I get a call from my mom and she's like, hey, this is a pandemic. Like, what are you going to do? Um, because my school had notified us that um, we were to like, if you lived in that building, you could not go to other buildings. No one from the outside could come in. You had to stay put where you were. Um, or you didn't have to stay put yet because it wasn't on a lockdown, but we couldn't have anybody who wasn't uh, a Montclair State person come into our apartments. And I'm like, uh, I, I, I don't know. Well, that same day, I get a call back for um, one of the things I had auditioned for on that Tuesday. And so I was like, okay, maybe this will all go away. Maybe. And then I make the decision that I'm going to go home because I'm like, there's no reason to stay around when my school's not going to be back for two weeks because they had extended our spring break. And I was like, I'm just going to go home thinking I'll be back in two weeks. Great. Well, get the news um, that Monday that after I had driven home on the Saturday, that if you lived on campus, you needed to go back up, move all your things out. And we were going to be virtual for the remainder of the semester. And I'm like, I'm a senior. I didn't get to say goodbye to my classmates. I didn't get to say goodbye to my professors that I've known for four years. Um, and so that was really hard because it's like this weird time where like I'm still in school, but I feel like I'm still on spring break and then I'm going to go back. And that was a feeling that sat with me even into the summer. I'm like, I still feel like I'm not done yet. And I've already graduated. And so it just feels like, you know, the class of 2020, um, and I, I bet the high schoolers can say this too, because it just felt like we didn't get that neatly wrapped up package all with the bow, glitter, and like send away kind of a thing. And so it just really put my life on pause. Um, and, you know, I was lucky to sign with an agency in April of last year. Um, and I've gotten a few self-tapes here and there, but nothing really of like, like that this is gonna happen. Cause it's been a lot of like, oh, here's a self-tape for this that may happen at this time. I don't know, like it's, it's just a crazy, crazy, crazy time. But luckily things are looking good. We're on the up and up, hopefully, fingers crossed, crossing them every day, but that's what my experience has been. Yeah. I mean, you literally were standing there on the edge, ready to leap into your new fabulous life. And you look down and there's no net, you know? Um, yeah. I can't even, so I have, so you are, you graduated last year and so did Brandon. Brandon, tell us about, I mean, it's March, right? I mean, you had a whole career change because of the pandemic. I mean, it, turned out okay but but let's talk about it's march of 2020 where are you and how does how tell us take us through it tell, take us take us through what happened that you know when when you got the word yeah um so i was a senior at salisbury finishing up um my uh performance and my design tech degrees um 
and I was currently rehearsing. Um, we were we were getting ready to. It was the week before our spring break when uh, everything shut down as well. Spring break, just like everything else. Um, the week before, we were uh, we were still rehearsing our um, our spring performance. Uh, we were doing hair, doing the musical hair, um, and it was one of my favorite rehearsal process of, uh, processes I've ever been involved with. Um, super excited to be able to do you know that that final senior show, that final performance. Um, I, I had about a year, I had two or three semesters where I hadn't been cast in any of the main stage productions at Salisbury. And so I was like, ooh, it's my final show. Awesome, uh, super exciting process, like I said. Um, and um, <clears throat> so I was, I was in it and as well as I was also acting as um, shop foreman and sort of being the student in charge of all of the tech for it. Um, and you know, we so so I had heard professors talking about, oh well, if if you know if we're the president's making the decision today about whether we're coming back or not, um, and if they say we're not coming back after spring break, we're gonna have to cancel the show because we were set to open three weeks after spring break or something like that. So we weren't gonna be able to take those weeks off. We weren't gonna be able to finish the show in less than a week. Um, so we, so I was like, oh, fingers crossed that we do not get. Uh, sent home. Fingers crossed that we come back after spring break. Um, and then that the next day we heard word that we were going to be um, heard word that we were going to be uh, virtual for the rest of the or it started off as those two weeks after spring break and then later is when it turned into the rest of the semester. Um, so we got that word. Uh, president put that out and we were like ah and I was like, I know what this means. Nobody else does. And I have this weight that I've overheard professors talking about. Um, and our director was like, we're still having rehearsal tonight. Um, you know, everybody's still coming to the theater at seven o'clock. And I was like, this isn't gonna be rehearsal. This is gonna be a conversation. I was like, I don't want that. Um, and so we all got there and yep, sure enough, uh, entire uh, faculty and production team for the show uh, stood up on the stage while we were all sitting in the house told us that you know the show was essentially dead in the water and there was no way we were gonna be able to continue. Um, so after a an hour of the cast all crying and hugging and being with each other, everybody went their separate ways. Um, I went out to Denny's with a couple of friends and got milkshakes. Um, and I was like, okay, and I know that in two days I have to pack up my apartment because I'm going home for three weeks. Um, was home during that third and um and so I was like well maybe I'll still get to go back finish out the last month or two and have graduation um and then during that third week while we were at home we got an email that said we were virtual the rest of the year and um in-person commencement was canceled and I was like there goes the rest of my college experience <laughs> just a random Tuesday in March um so after all of that um it was sort of you know kind of like what Lauren was saying like it was just that whole process of I didn't get I, I shot texts to professors and said thank you for getting me to where I am I wish you the best and I hope we cross paths again um same thing with friends but I didn't get that wrap up um and of course didn't get that wrap up with the show either and it was just like I said random Tuesday everything was done um so I got my cap and gown mailed to me <laughs> and I took pictures in my uh at the Leonardtown Wharf and in my backyard um but um, other than that, that was, that was the end of my college experience. <laughs> okay, we are going to put a pin in it right there. This has been such an interesting conversation, and it's only going to get better, I know, because I have lots of things to still ask about 
you know, the pandemic and its effect on our younger folks, our younger um, members, and especially those in the performing arts and gives us quite the perspective, those of us who are not in the arts every day. Um, But anyway, so everybody sit tight. We're going to pick this up on the next episode. But for now, I'm going to say thank you so much for listening to The Green Room. Uh, This podcast has been created by the Newtown Players in Lexington Park. I'm your host, Stacey Oosterink. Um, Our producers are Kenny Faison and Stacey Park. Recording engineer is Jay McCulga. Our mixing engineer is Timothy Joyce and the Uh, intro music that you heard was composed and performed by Hunter Martin. You can find the Newtown Players on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. All you have to do is search for Newtown Players. That's Newtown with an E. Put an E at the end of town. Listen to The Green Room on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or Google Podcasts. And if you have an interesting idea for a future episode, please email us. We do read every email we get. Podcast at NewtownPlayers.org. Remember, it's Newtown with an E. And if you're going to do this the old-fashioned way, just find us on the web, www.ntpshows.com. We'll be back with more next episode. But for now, thanks for joining us in the green room.